Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Schuler, and welcome to the Fortress of Truth, where we look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein by the grace of God. Jesus said, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Glory to God. Well, today we're going to continue a teaching that we started some time back called Following Our Good Shepherd. We're looking in John chapter 10 and verse 14, where Jesus said, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. We see here, Jesus identifies himself as the good shepherd. Psalm 100 says, we are the sheep of his pasture. So we see here that Jesus is going to be leading us, directing us, and taking care of us. And it says that he knows his sheep and he is known of his. In other words, we know him and he knows us. Glory to God. In Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6, it says, Let your conversation, that would be your lifestyle, your way of life, let it be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he, God, hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. When God says that he will never leave us nor forsake us, we can take that to the bank, that he is always going to be faithful. He's always going to be right there with us. Sometimes you may be going through something in life where you feel like you're all alone and that no one's there to help you. But take heart. God is always right there willing and able to help you. All we need to do is just look to him, acknowledge him, and ask him for help. And he will be faithful to do what he said he would do and lead us out of the challenging situation. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, it says, Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. In other words, there is no way to plumb the depths of how much he understands and how much he knows. And he's there willing to help us. And it says that he does not faint and he never gets weary. He never gets tired and never runs out of ability to help us. It goes on in verse 29. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. When we look to him and rely on him, he gives us power and ability to overcome the situations that we're facing in life. And even if we have no might in ourselves, no strength in ourselves, he says that he will increase our strength. Verse 30, even the youths shall faint and be weary, 
and the young men shall utterly fall. Even the strongest of the strong in the natural will eventually reach their limits. But verse 31, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Glory to God. Let me read you what it says in Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So now notice, when we are trusting in the Lord unreservedly, that means we don't have a plan B. We're trusting him to sustain us and keep us all the way through. And we're not relying on what we know or what we understand. We're not leaning to our own understanding. Instead, in all of our ways, we're acknowledging him. And it says that he shall direct our paths. Now, when it says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, what does that mean? That means in everything that we do, in all of our ways, in everything that we do in life, acknowledge him, look to him. Jesus said it was beneficial for him to go away because if he did not go away, he would not send the comforter to help us. That's the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us if we're born again. And the Bible describes him as our helper. As our helper, he's going to be directing us, showing us where we need to go, what we need to do, what we need to say in every situation that we acknowledge him in. Whenever we look to him and say, Lord, I realize I don't understand everything I need to understand about this situation. So I'm looking to you. I ask you, Lord, help me. Show me what I should do, what I should say, where I should go. And he will be faithful to direct you in the paths that you should go. And he will lead you with his peace in your heart. Previously, we looked at Colossians chapter 3, where it says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And another version says, Let the peace of God act as umpire in your hearts. What does that mean? God gives us peace by his Spirit, showing us this is the way. Walk in it. And when we do, we will be led by his Spirit into amazing, wonderful places that we could have never even dreamed of. Now, last time we began looking at Psalm 23. And verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Another version says, the easy to read version says, The Lord is my shepherd. I will always have everything I need. Glory to God. He is our good shepherd, and he will always take care of us, no matter what. Now, the rest of this chapter, verses 2 through 6, describe what happens when we follow the leading of our good shepherd. And we're going to be looking at that over the next few lessons. So let's begin with verse 2. He maketh me to lie down 
in green pastures. Let's just stop right there for a minute. He's not going to lead us to some dry, parched place. He's going to lead us to green pastures. I don't have a whole lot of experience with sheep, but my grandpa raised beef cattle, so I understand a little bit about cattle. Normally, if you look out in a pasture and you see your cattle, normally they're up walking around looking for something to eat. But every once in a while, you'll see a cow that's lying down and she's out there chewing her cud. That's how you know when a cow's healthy is when they're chewing their cud. They're just sitting there enjoying themselves. They've gotten their fill of grass, nice green grass, and they're just sitting there enjoying themselves. That's the picture of our good shepherd, where he's going to lead us. He leads us into green pastures, places of abundance, where we don't have to try and make things happen. In fact, let me read you what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 31. Therefore, take no thought. Now, that's a way of saying, don't worry. You might say, don't take any anxious thought. Take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. As children of God, following our good shepherd, we don't have to be worried about what we're going to eat what we're going to drink, and what we're going to wear, the necessities of life. We don't have to be worried about that because our Heavenly Father knows what we have need of. And He gave us His Word that He would take care of us no matter what. He would supply all of our needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And notice what Jesus said here in verse 32. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now, who are the Gentiles? Well, a simple way to define Gentile would be someone who does not have a covenant with God. Well, that's not us. As children of God, we are in covenant with Him. We are in an agreement with Him that He will take care of us no matter what. So we don't have to seek after what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear, these things in life. We don't have to be worried about those kind of things because we have a Heavenly Father who will take care of us. So what are we supposed to seek? Verse 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So when we are trusting in the Lord and seeking His things first, seeking Him first, seeking His Word first, putting top priority on His things, He will add all the things that we need in this life unto us. Another version says, The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and painful toil adds nothing to it. So when we are trusting in the Lord, we don't have to try and make ends meet. No. 
Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22 says, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. We're resting in our good shepherd, trusting him to take care of us and supply all of our needs. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't work. Sure, we work. The Bible says, if you don't work, you don't eat. But the point is, we're not fretting. We're not anxious. We're not worried, wringing our hands, always wondering, oh, where are these, where's the provision going to come from for this? How are we going to make ends meet for this? No, just relax and rest in God and trust him to provide for you. He says he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Glory to God. When we are truly trusting God, truly believing what he said, we are going to be in a state of rest. We're not anxious. We're not all bent out of shape. If we're trusting him truly, then what is there to fret about anyway? If we're truly believing what he said, that he would supply all of our needs and take good care of us, there's nothing to worry about at all. Hebrews chapter 4 says, Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Real faith in God is a rest. Brother Keith Moore said it this way, Fully persuaded is completely at rest. In other words, when we are completely, fully persuaded that God is going to do what he said he would do, we're going to be completely at rest. No worry, no fret, no anxiety about anything because we are trusting in him. He goes on in verse 2 and he says, He leadeth me beside the still waters. That we isn't a rushing river with dangerous rapids in it. No, this is still waters, cool waters, deep waters. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3, the prophet here is speaking to God, and he says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Romans 15, 13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. So how do we really know if we're trusting in the Lord? We're going to be full of joy and we're going to be full of peace. When we are trusting in the Lord, relying on him, completely believing what he has to say, there's going to be joy in our heart. First Peter describes it as joy unspeakable. What does that mean? Well, that means you can't express all the joy that you have. You're so full of joy, there aren't words enough to express it. Now let me read you what it says in Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. 
Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Don't be full of care. Don't be anxious. Don't worry about anything. In fact, the Amplified Bible says it this way, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Well, I can just hear people saying, Well, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I have to deal with here. How can you say, Don't be fretful. Don't be anxious about it. Don't worry about it. But God wouldn't tell you to do something that you wouldn't be able to do. That would make him unjust. So notice, once again, this joy and this peace. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And then he says, be careful for nothing. No, friend, Jesus said in John 14, 27, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So whose choice is it if our heart is troubled and afraid? If our heart is troubled, it's because we let it be troubled. The Lord gave me a phrase some time back. He said, you are the gatekeeper of your own heart. What does that mean? That means nothing can get in me unless I let it in. And it also means if something is in me, I opened the door and I invited it to come in. Paul had an example of this. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 8 and 9 says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. So notice what Paul is saying here. He says we are troubled on every side. Pressures are coming against us. But in the midst of all of that trouble and pressure, we are not distressed. There's trouble going on all around him, but he did not let the trouble going on around him get in him. This is the way we can be in our life. Situations may be going on around us. Negative things may be going on. And there may be trouble all around us, but we do not have to let it in. It's our choice what gets in us and what stays on the outside of us. He goes on. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Now, perplexed gives me the picture of a cartoon character with a great big question mark over his head. You're like, huh? What? What's going on? How did this happen? Where did this come from? And he says, we are in this situation. We're perplexed. We don't know what to do. But we're not in despair. I didn't let the things that are going on around me get in me. This is the way that we can be. We can rest in our good shepherd and trust him to take care of us 
so that no matter what is going on around us, we can have perfect joy and perfect peace because we're trusting in him. And then going back to what we read in Romans 15, God will fill us with this joy and peace when we're trusting in him, and he will cause us to abound in hope. Now hope, Bible hope, means confident expectation. So when it says that we are going to abound in hope, that means we're going to abound with a confident expectation. In fact, one dictionary defined hope as the highest degree of well-founded expectation of good. So I have a strong foundation, a strong assurance that God is going to do what he said he would do and he is going to be good to me. The psalmist said, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What does that mean? The only thing that kept me going is my faith, my expectation that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. John 10.10, Jesus said that he came so that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. We can believe to see the goodness of God in our life every day. Jesus told us to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Let's close out today with Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. It says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Now, this doesn't mean that everything is going to work out for good for everyone, but for those of us that love God and those of us who are called according to his purpose, which means we're doing what he wants us to do, there are forces at work in our lives that will cause even what the enemy meant for our destruction. God is going to turn those things around for our good. And he's going to make us to lie down in green pastures. He's going to lead us beside still waters. He's going to take us to places of abundance and believe his word over every circumstance in life. But this can only happen for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose and doing what he wants us to do. The most important thing that he wants us to do is to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, if we only trust him. So I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. Just say something like this, out loud where you can hear it. Say, Father God, I believe in you. I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe he died on a cross and paid the full price for all my sin. I believe you raised him from the dead and he is now seated at the right hand of God. 
Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life and I will follow you all the days of my life as you help me and direct me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that simple prayer, you are now a child of the Most High. So welcome to the family. Praise the Lord. Well, if this has been a blessing to you, I encourage you to share this with your friends. Tell other people about this podcast. And join us again next time when we continue seeing what happens when we follow the leading of our Good Shepherd. I can tell you one thing, it's going to be good. (laughs) 